You're listening to Tabletop Arcanum, a podcast dedicated to learning and exploring the hobby of tabletop gaming. Your hosts are Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, so sit back and relax as we talk, discuss, and joke our way through the hobby we love so much. Little Batteries. Program lovable robots with your friends. Complete each challenge before battery power runs out. Adorable robo friends need your help. Chase down naughty dust bunnies with gizmo. Thwart pesky ants in Twirl's garden. Dig up hidden dino bones with Rover and serve hungry diners in Lefty's restaurant. Welcome to Tabletop Arcanum. We're your hosts, Justin and Ricky. Today we are talking about Quirky Circuits. This is put out by Plat Hat Games, designed by Nikki Valens. Plays two to four players. 15 to 30 minutes per scenario. Suggested age 8 up, and MSRP is at $49.95. Let's talk about our first impressions on this one. It is a bright, colorful, cutesy box. Standard size game box. It's got spot gloss on, like, the Gizmo Cat character, the Dust Bunny, and the name, so it kind of stands out. This is part of Plaid Hat's storybook-style games. If you're familiar with Stuffed Fables, Comanauts, and Forgotten Waters, they all kind of have this spiral-bound book that has the scenarios and the location, and you kind of play on the book instead of a, a traditional game board. Yeah. The minis that come with them is you get one mini for each robot. Gizmo the cat, who rides like a Roomba. There's also a Twirl, which is like a bumblebee robot that picks up and carries things. And Lefty, the sushi robot with a obnoxiously long left arm and a regular-sized right arm. So they come with these models. They're very cool, moderately detailed for the size. Something I would definitely look to paint up. Then on the board, they have like even more presence. What other first impressions do you have on this? I know, I just keep talking about carrying you, games around. You just with want to condense everywhere. everything. Yeah. The tokens are pretty small. You got a deck of cards, two bigger cards that just give descriptions of each robot, and then you have the mm. four minis themselves with the book. You could take this all individually and backpack it pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Worst case scenario, if you knew you only wanted to play with Gizmo scenarios, you could bring Gizmo his cards. And that's it. Because each robot has their own little deck of cards for their actions. The primary mechanic of the game is cooperative action programming. Silent cooperative action programming. The biggest action programming game I always kind of bring up and think about is Robo Rally, where you're doing a race against robots. So everyone controls their own individual robot and doing your own actions. So this one is cooperative. Everybody's controlling the one robot in the scenario, but then we're trying to coordinate what it's doing without talking to each other Mm -hmm. and playing these cards with a little bit of context clue on the back but not enough to really know what's going on so you have to figure out a groove mm-hmm. as a group which is great i like it for that the very first scenario you're playing with gizmo and trying to clean up dust bunnies so literally you're just trying to vacuum a house and like it's entertaining to work as a group to try to move this robot vacuum around the house without screwing up because every round you lose a little bit of battery and you have to complete your task before the battery runs out and it's a win or lose co-op game in that sense the other good thing that it does it is very rules light the yes. scenario twists the rules around a little bit and the other thing it does well is we played the first couple scenarios and then we kind of made sure we touched all the different robots too when we were preparing for the review but like the first scenario dust bunnies is about as bare bones as the game can get fragile bases which is the scenario right after that adds a little bit more complexity changes the map a little bit Mm -hmm. but not too much just like a little step forward and the scenario after that changes it up a little bit more adds another element that you have to tangle with so it's kind of reminiscent of the harry potter battle for hogwarts deck building where each game progresses 
progress your complexity a little bit until we were playing the later scenarios where it was like here's a whole bunch of stuff you got to figure out and deal with but if you've been progressing through the book you've learned some of the basic skills you've mastered some of those before they start adding the more complex stuff to it mm -hmm. the scenarios are set up in a smart way they're also very interesting and kind of fun like one was dust bunnies one was like yes we're doing dust bunnies but we're in a different room of the house and now there's end tables with vases on them and if you bump into the table it falls off and breaks and you have to clean it up which uh, i'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing like i know at least the the roomba is destroying the evidence of everything right. it's breaking around the house the one thing i also really enjoy about this is you will never have a game that's the same because there's just so much variances playing it that you really can't replicate anything to the point that when we're all playing it after three of us throwing out cards we get to the end of it and we look at the board and we are sitting in the exact same place that we started and haven't done anything yeah those were actually really entertaining turns of like you know what we did we just kind of like moved forward rotated moved back rotated rotated moved forward again just like whatever i do enjoy the fact that you have four different robots and all of them have different rules to them they play um, differently yeah they play differently and you know they make sense which is fantastic where Ooh. you have gizmo if he hits anything he's going to turn left and that's just like a roomba you had a uh, twirl that if Lo uh, loses she, battery when she runs into things which makes sense you run into something you're going to have to you know readjust the flight pattern so on and so forth rover jumps so he interacts with barriers a lot differently than the rest and then lefty again left arm that's two spaces long right arm that's one space long so you're working on trying to make sure that you don't accidentally throw dishes away while you're serving others right all of them have a little bit of difference to them and it keeps the game interesting going from one to the other yeah there's there's a lot of really neat stuff going on with it and then the more advanced rooms you're adding like real live cats into the mix and the cats are screwing around with the robots like mm -hmm. it's such a cool concept of a game mm -hmm. and i held off on getting this one for a while as soon as it came out it was announced i went that's a cool game like stuff fables is a little on the creepy nightmare before christmas vibe sort mm -hmm. of thing but this is like so fun family oriented and cute that i'm like this is something my wife would dig into. Like, mm -hmm. she likes the lighter, colorful, fun games. She's not going to play Arkham Horror where, like, do you want to hate yourself? And, like, a win feels like, well, we didn't die, so we technically won, right? She, you know, that's not her game. So, like, I immediately saw this and thought of, like, this is your gaming couple's game. This is your game where if you don't like the dark, heavy-handed stuff and you want a nice, fun co-op game, well, this is it. Ironically, uh, Nikki, who designed this one, also was the main designer for Eldritch Horror. So that also caught my interest, personally. Of like, well, I'm a big Eldritch Horror fan. Let me see what Nikki can do. In a bright, colorful in, world. In a, in a different setup. And it does well. Let's talk about some of the challenges, I guess. We always like to talk about the good and the bad, and I have yet to meet the perfect game. I know we only have a finite amount of puzzles to go through, so it, it, it will be... There's a lot of scenarios, but there is only these scenarios. And only the later ones start becoming a little interesting in the sense of only a few of them say, pick which robot you want to use. They may say like, okay, you can use Twirl or Rover here. And I would have liked to see a little bit more of those 
Not a lot more, just a few more of those, where I can play this scenario with Twirl and get one experience out of it, or we could play it as Rover and get a different experience out of the same scenario. Mm -hmm. So the, some of that I would have liked to see a little bit more. The scenarios are definitely designed around the specific robots, which is both a good and bad thing. Yeah, so, so Lefty's really not going to be able to be used for anything other than... Lefty-style scenarios. Yeah. And likewise, while that's good, that does mean Lefty scenarios are pretty much stuck to Lefty scenarios. And if you mm -hmm. really like Lefty, you get like a quarter of the book. Likewise, if you don't like Lefty, there's like a quarter of the book that you're never going to play again. Yeah, well, it's, 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 an, it's not a great thing, but like I didn't like how Twirl played and how mm -hmm. Twirl moved around. So I would be less inclined to play Twirl scenarios. Like I will be playing through all of them and making sure I beat all of them. But I don't know if I would go, yeah, let's play a Twirl scenario. As far as components go, the book itself has a very heavy cardstock front and back to it, but the individual scenario meet the interior pages are a little on the thin side for where I would have liked it. I would have liked a little bit heavier weight paper because you are playing on it. Is it the worst I've seen? No. Since this is a little bit more younger audiences, I think a little bit heavier quality paper may survive a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. It's just one of those things, if you're flipping mm -hmm. and using this book, I want to make sure this lasts. And likewise, the tokens and the models are the other thing I think that component-wise could have used a little bit more love. So the tokens are nicely small size. However, everyone but Gizmo interacts with the tokens by literally picking them up and putting them down. And they have little handholds, or in Rover's case, his mouth. But like in our little few games, I've already seen some of the tokens come away damaged with Twirl's clamp hands because mm -hmm. it's not quite modeled perfectly. So maybe a little bit more durability on the tokens or something of that nature or some way where it's not necessarily Sorry, the tokens clipped into hands but like rovers i think is the best because it kind of like slots into his mouth and just kind of sits there it's just one of those wear and tear and if you have kids that's going to get even worse before it gets any better so 49.95 how do you feel about the msrp it is about what I expect out of a game. It gets a lot of replay value in the sense of there's a lot of scenarios to go through to start with. You may not get the replay value in an individual scenario, but you have a lot of them to run through. Component-wise, I would expect a little bit more. If this was a $40 game, I would be a little bit more comfortable with it. It's not too bad, but it could be a little bit better. If the token quality was upgraded a little bit, if the scenario book was a little bit heavier stock paper, then I think I'd be fine at $49.95. Mm -hmm. now, who would you recommend this game for? I definitely recommend this for families, people who want to just have a nice game night, people who want, want to have a co-op experience. If you want a mm -hmm. cooperative action planning game, this is a good game for that. If you're looking for a good action planning game, I think Robo Rally is a little bit better in the action programming, but it's a lot more competitive. But for the family action programming game, this is the one. I would not suggest this for anyone who would get upset having to rely on other people. You can have everything planned out in your head, and it's one of those games where whoever throws it out first, it's out there. You could have your everything in your head, putting it down, someone plays a card, that just messes up your entire turn, and you have no idea what's going to happen after that. To kind of piggyback on that one, if you have a problem relying on others to make that strategy work without talking about the strategy at mm -hmm. all, it's going to be a rough and challenging experience for you. The other person that I'm going to say probably should pass on this game is... If you're not good when things go wrong and you don't like that loss of control, this is not going to be a fun game mm. for you. I think that's the charm of the game is like, all right, we did the best we can. And we pretty much sat around and spun in circles for mm -hmm. like all of that turn. And now we have to really struggle. 
So that's our take on Quirky Circuits by Blind Hat Games. If you like our reviews, make sure you hit us up on social media like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're on those. We're also doing stuff on Twitch and YouTube. If you want live updates, make sure to get a ticket to ride a midnight train going anywhere. This has been Justin. And Ricky. And I'm cutting you off before that goes anywhere else. (laughs) Happy gaming, everybody. Listening to Tabletop Arcanum, hosted by Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, and featuring the original music by Paul Moore and Isaac Gilbert. You can follow us on most social media platforms. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a review on whatever platform you listen to podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.